and welcome to Romancing the Amazon. I'm Melody. I'm Zoe. And I'm Elizabeth. Each week, we pick a romance novel that's offered for free on Amazon. We read it, we review it, and we laugh about it. This week, we read Special Delivery, the Boyfriend Material Series, Book One, by Lauren Blakely. Elizabeth, give us the Cliff Notes version. All right. So in this book, we've got Quinn and Vaughn. And both Quinn and Vaughn have decided to swear off romance. They've both been hurt by exes in the past, and they're ready to just focus on their careers. However, Quinn is hired to do the holiday party. She's a event planner. Event planner. Thank you. So Quinn's an event planner. She was hired to do the holiday party for Vaughn's firm. And so as they're getting together to plan this party, they meet and they start to fall in love and really question whether they've really sworn romance off or not. All right. Great job. Before we get started, I just want to say there will probably be some spoilers in this episode. So if you don't want the story to be spoiled, you want to read it first, go grab a copy of it, read it, it only takes a couple of hours, and then listen to our podcast for all of our thoughts. Okay, so diving right in, judging by the cover, what did you expect based on the blurb, the cover, and what did we actually get? Well, based on the cover, which is like a half-naked dude with snow and Christmas colors, I expected a holiday rom-com. Uh-huh. And uh, that's, well, okay, I expected a snowed-in Christmas rom-com. Yes. Because of the snowflakes and uh, because of the blurb. And what I got was... A multi-holiday sweet and flirty romance. Ooh. Yeah, the um, cover definitely said, you know, holiday romance. It's got those little touches on there that scream Christmas. And the blurb also indicated that. And so unlike last week's book, we it delivered on what it promised. Yes. Yeah. Although I was surprised that we had Thanksgiving included. So yeah. it wasn't just a Christmas holiday yes. romance. Mm-hmm. But even though it started before Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving was never the focus. Even right. yeah. at that time, they were planning a Christmas party, and it was very Christmas-oriented. Right. Yep. I was expecting a little more drama, I guess, because mm-hmm. uh, the, by the description, it seemed like it was going to be kind of a forbidden love sort of story. And this book was just angst-free. It was. That's why I said sweet and flirty. It was so much fun (laughs) and a relief to read because there was no unnecessary drama. Um, So while it's not exactly what I expected, I was really happy with what we got. Yeah. Moving on to meet the cast. Quinn Summers is our heroine. Mm -hmm. She is the sister of Vaughn's business partner. Josh. Josh. Yeah. She's the event planner in New York City who gets roped in to plan the company holiday party. And she's a redhead. She's a planner. Boy, is she a planner. She is like a open your Christmas gifts before Christmas to see what they are and rewrap them so that you don't come across any surprises. Uh Uh-huh. 
person. <laughs> yes, he loves spoilers. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's what's so bizarre to me. She would look up the endings of movies so that she wasn't surprised. Uh-huh. And I, that's just something that I don't understand. But she was still surprisingly delightful. Yes. I mean, she knew that it was unusual to yes. be that much of a planner. But she owned it mm-hmm. and she wasn't, like, neurotic about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anybody else have anything to say about Quinn? Uh, she's a Christmas lover. Like, adores Christmas. Uh-huh. Both of them do, really. Yeah. Yeah. Because Vaughn grew up in one of those Christmas houses where mm-hmm. they start too soon. And they're like, people drive to see their house like it's a destination. And pay to get inside to see all the different rooms decorated. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I said she's surprisingly open to love despite a previous awful experience and subsequent disavowal of dating. But that's true of both of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was... So the very beginning of the book, we get a chapter from Vaughn, we get a chapter from Quinn. And in each chapter, they're like, I've sworn off dating. This is why... And and no then more- I met this person. Oh, no. Right. <laughs> yes. And they were called prologues because each each chapter yes. is alternating from Quinn and Vaughn's point of view. Right. But the first two prologues were just them kind of talking about who they are and then mm-hmm. where they're at romantically, which I thought was a really interesting way to start it off. It was. It could have worked really badly because uh-huh. it's definitely a case of just a character talking about themselves mm-hmm. rather than the author showing us anything but I think because of how clear their voices were and there was humor sprinkled throughout it I felt like it really worked where normally I don't like that kind of thing yeah yeah I had a couple issues with the tenses but that was it the content no problem okay so who wants to talk about our hero Vaughn is a 30-ish former pro footballer but like American football not anybody and the rest of the world football (laughs) (laughs) and now he's a sports agent yeah his career ended because of an acl tear Mm -hmm. or something and so now yes he's an agent for other athletes so the series is called boyfriend material and vaughn is definitely boyfriend material so boyfriend material i loved him i loved him there were a couple lines i've written down quotes more quotes from this book than any other book that we've read. Which is really funny because I didn't write down any. Oh my goodness. <laughs> but one of them, I wrote it down and I was like, I think I just fell in love with him. <laughs> Out of all the books we've read for this podcast so far, he's definitely my favorite of the heroes. Yes. He's well adjusted. Mm-hmm. He's not super alpha. Mm-hmm. He's smart and funny and charming and just delightful. It's my favorite word, and it applies to this book on so many levels. (laughs) (laughs) And the two of them together have a really good dynamic. Yes. They flirt from the get-go. Yep. And it is believable and fun. And it's good flirting. Like, I even put that down in my notes, because flirting is such a difficult thing to get across if you're not, like, the one participating in it. Because if you're trying to show two people flirting, it's really easy to veer into something else. Yeah. Like, if you're not selling it right, it comes across as arguing or cheesy pickup lines. Uh Or, you know, there are a lot of different ways it can go. And it's hard to nail these two characters have just met and they're flirting and like there's this chemistry there and they're interested but it's not super serious and Mm -hmm. they did that really well in their first meeting so well okay Mm -hmm. let's let's keep talking about any other characters 
Well, we already mentioned Josh, who's Quinn's older brother and Vaughn's colleague, and the reason that they meet. Yes. That's about it. Yeah. We don't get much from him. Yep. Well, we should mention Amy and Callie, because mm-hmm. they're also sisters of Quinn and Vaughn, respectively. Mm-hmm. And they have a little bit more to do with the story and the development of the relationship than Josh ever did. They do. They're the ones that our main characters have conversations with about the relationship. Yes. Okay, well, let's go ahead and talk about sex. We had some sex in this book. We did. There was one full-on sex scene and several little vignettes. And I said hot tub heat. Yeah, I said hot tub heat or even boil a lobster because what's different about the sex in this book is that it wasn't just about sex. It actually Mm. developed their emotional connection. It did. It moved their relationship forward and apparently that really does it for me (laughs) (laughs) see i had it at fogs the mirror maybe hot tub heat what okay explain yourself i think i think it because there there wasn't a lot of sex like Uh we only had a few sex scenes in it and Mm -hmm. they were very good but they weren't I don't know. I feel like they weren't the heat level that would make it be firmly in hot tub heat territory. I wonder if some of those vignettes had been um, full on sex scenes complete, whether that would. It would have bumped it up for me, probably. Yeah, that's fair. I get it. Fogs the Mirror is bad. No. No. Um, I thought it the amount of sex and the type of sex that they had fit really well in regards to how it went in with the rest of the novel. Yeah, I really liked the way the sex scenes were written. It wasn't overly explicit, but you knew what was going on. Mm-hmm. It also didn't give you so much like internal exposition that you got distracted from what was going on, mm-hmm. but you still understood the characters, how they were feeling, what they were thinking, and mm-hmm. the growth in their emotions and emotional attachment to each other. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I liked that their chemistry carried throughout, even when it wasn't a sex scene. Yes. Yeah. It was not purely physical. They really had a connection. Mm -hmm. The dialogue throughout was witty and clever and really felt natural. And you could understand why these two characters were attracted to each other and were, you know, delving into a relationship that neither one of them had planned on. Uh Yes, their chemistry was fantastic. Now it's time for Happily Ever After. We got one. We did. (laughs) Yep. And the epilogue, because this is another one with an epilogue, Uh spans a whole year from the, spoiler, Christmas proposal to the Valentine's wedding to the baby's birth to the next Christmas as a family. Okay, we've got to back up. So (laughs) this book is called Special Delivery, which didn't make much sense to me and I didn't really understand. Well, surprise! Just when Vaughn and Quinn think that their time together is coming to an end, but they're also both separately realizing that they don't want it to end and they're willing to make it work, uh, Quinn finds out she's pregnant. Yep. I was a little uncertain about the pregnancy at first because I wasn't sure of the timeline. Yeah, I think she got pregnant like ASAP. That's what I had to assume because otherwise there would have been no way she could be sure she was pregnant Mm -hmm. at that point. So 
anyway, she finds out she's pregnant. She calls Amy over, takes five pregnancy tests, and <laughs> Amy is able to kind of... She freaks out, understandably so. Amy calms her down, and, you know, Quinn realizes that regardless of what happens with Vaughn, she is going to be a good mother, and it's going to be great. Mm-hmm. But she's going to tell Vaughn. This is my favorite thing about this book. They talk. They yes. have the conversations. Yes. They're level-headed and open and honest with each other. So she decides to tell Vaughn this. He is having a conversation at the same time with his sister about how he's about to move to Florida from New York City. And he really doesn't want to give Quinn up. Uh-huh. And so Callie, his sister, says, then don't make it work. And mm-hmm. so he is going to talk to Quinn about continuing their relationship. And he's the one who says, I love you first. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's so sweet. Mm -hmm. So anyway, they go to the Christmas party that they've been planning, the whole impetus for the plot. And he comes up behind her and gives her a big old bear hug. And she turns around and says, I'm pregnant. And he's excited. And it's all happy. Mm -hmm. And it just, I don't love the surprise pregnancy plot. And it felt kind of out of left field, especially for... It was very out of left field. That was Mm -hmm. actually my biggest complaint about the novel. Yeah, especially for, I mean, it's more of a novella. It's a shorter. It's on the shorter side for a novel. Yes. And I don't normally mind the surprise baby plot line, but it needs to fit in better. Like here, it was unnecessary. Because you already found out that he was working to figure out how they could have a long distance relationship. Yeah, You know, you really got the impression that they were going to make this work even without that extra nudge of you're going to be parents together. Right. And so throwing it in randomly at the end was like, are you just trying to give just an extra bit of drama, even though this whole book has clearly avoided drama? But then they handle it so well yes, like right. with adult conversation. It's like, okay, that wasn't dramatic. But it somehow worked for me. And each character handled it as you would expect them to. And mm-hmm. I liked that they had, before this came up, they had each decided to continue the relationship and they weren't being forced to continue because yes. of this. Mm-hmm. Maybe that was the point. Instead of having the unexpected pregnancy be the impetus as you said behind their staying together you get to see them decide despite the pregnancy mm-hmm. that they want to stay together and yeah. work towards it and then that just gives them an extra extra joy yeah mm-hmm. i don't know and the other thing that wasn't as strong to me just because i loved this book and we've been saying all nice things so why not throw in a <laughs> criticism or two sure it wasn't clear from the start why they were avoiding romance like In the prologue, they both say something about how they were hurt by their exes and now they're going to focus on their careers and they don't want to get involved with romance. But we don't find out any details about what happened with the exes until at least 30% of the way through the book. And so with them both being like, oh, I don't want to be attracted to this person. He's so perfect, but I can't. You're kind of getting impatient with it because you can see how perfect they are for each other, but the character isn't actually giving you like a real reason for them to have been hurt by something enough to not want to go in on this. Yeah. But it was only a small thing. It didn't take away from my enjoyment of the novel at all. Yeah. Okay, let's continue with (laughs) Happily Ever After. So I really enjoyed that the episode, or the epilogue at the end, had so many callbacks to their first dinner. Yeah. I thought that was a really nice touch. There were a lot of little moments and quotes and things that were clearly showing, you know, how much that first meeting meant to them. All 
right, it's time for author's notes. <laughs> All right, well, here's a really simple one. It's mostly in first person present tense. Yeah, not my favorite, but she did it well. favorite. Yeah, occasionally you get a dip into some other tense, but it might just be one sentence long, and I wasn't certain it was another tense. It was just kind of, mm-hmm. it threw me off for some reason, but yeah. again, not very long. It was just enough happened. to make you go, wait, huh? Yeah. yeah. But then right? it seemed fine after that point, and you're like, am I... Am I noticing something or am I just being weird? Like, yep, exactly. (laughs) Um, I did also think that this novel will be dated in a few years because of some of the slang or popular terms that are used. Oh, yes. Um, There was a fair amount of slang used. Kind of like noir and pulp fiction. When you go back and read them now, you're like, this must have made sense to people in the time Uh because there's all sorts of little phrases, words that clearly have a different connotation mm-hmm. than their actual meaning. The ones that I noticed in particular were such and such is my jam and <laughs> deal with the sitch and things like that, which you might be able to figure out from the context, but yeah. again, you might not once those terms have gone out of fashion. True. Yeah. There were a lot of expressions mm-hmm. and there were one or two moments where I was like, do people really use expressions this frequently yeah and then it would go back to normal like a normal amount of expression use i'd be like oh i was you know reading too deeply into that it wasn't a thing and then there would be another scene later where all of a sudden there were a lot of expressions in a short time and i was like wait yep that's the thing it'll be dated eventually unless it's updated but i really enjoyed the writing style of the author yeah you know zoe pointed out the tenses and this is not my favorite no. tense and i thought I still really enjoyed it anyway. And like the thing with the prologues at the beginning, I don't usually like it when books start off that way. And I thought Mm -hmm. that worked really well in this one. Yep. And as we mentioned before, all the dialogue is clever. Their Mm -hmm. relationship is believable. Their interactions are believable. The inner dialogue, inner monologue could be a little repetitive, but that's because neither of them was looking for a relationship and they were just trying to remind themselves of that. Yep. As they felt Mm -hmm. more and more in love with each other. Yep. And unrelated, but I wish we had board game cafes where we live. Oh, yeah. yeah. At one point, they go to a board game cafe, and I was like, wait a second. Is that a thing? Because I've seen board games in cafes before, but it's like Monopoly or Scrabble or, you know, an old classic that everyone's played and not like a modern, up-to-date board game. They were playing Pandemic, which has been one of my all-time favorite games in the whole history of the entire world, except this year. (laughs) This year, we are currently living through a pandemic, and I haven't been able to play that game since before it started. So that's a little disappointing. It's actually more popular this year than like ever. That's funny. It's too real right now. Mm -hmm. It's too soon. (laughs) Too soon. So I would definitely read more by this author. Absolutely. This Me too. Book one of five. Uh, I believe the second book is about Amy, who's Quinn's it sister. It's called Asking for a Friend. And she also has a lot of other series. So I would definitely be willing to try more of her stuff. Yep. Me Lauren too. Blakely, in case anyone needs a reminder. Oh, I did miss outside interactions. It was basically just Quinn and Vaughn for most of the book. Mm-hmm. And we hear about Quinn's company and how she's great at her job and it's a great company. And, mm-hmm. But we don't see her actually really running working. her company. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And same with Vaughn. We hear that he's got some sports people. <laughs> 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 for 
which he's agenting. <laughs> but we don't see him doing his job uh-huh. and stuff like that. Which is, you know, those aren't necessary for the romance. But I still would have liked to see a little bit more other than the romance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think this could very easily have been a full-length novel. Yeah. And every single one of us would have been happy. We would have gotten yes. some more external interactions. Mm -hmm. Although if you made it longer, you would have to add some real conflict. Yes, absolutely. And that wouldn't have bothered me. For what it was, I was very happy that there wasn't any conflict. It was so Mm -hmm. easy and lighthearted to read. And that's really what I want around the holidays. Something to just kind (laughs) of lift you up a little bit. That does make it a good holiday read, for sure. And I think out of the ones we've read so far, this was the most like true holiday romance yeah, right. of the That's ball. what so. I was about to say. We talked about all these different tropes that we wanted to see in a Christmas novel. And so far, we've gotten one here and there. Mm-hmm. But this one really kind of hit almost all the marks. The snowed in part wasn't was as snowed in as I wanted. Yeah. It was like an evening. Uh-huh. But at least they got snowed in for a little bit. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Are we ready to move on? Is there anything else we want to talk about? Oh, okay. But one thing we forgot to mention is that Vaughn is a pantser. As in, fly by the seat of his pants. (laughs) Not planning things, etc. And that's part of why the ending happens so quickly. Yeah. And where everything is resolved very quickly. Because he's like, you know what? I want to make it work. I'm going to make it work. Finds out about the baby. And he's like, okay, I'm staying. And, and here we go. makes it work. <laughs> and because he's a pantser and he's good at it. He's good at it. And uh, But he doesn't lord it over Quinn. That was one thing that I loved about their relationship. She is a planner. He is a pantser. And they kind of tease each other mm-hmm. about it very good naturedly. And they also... They speak each other's love languages. Yeah, I think that's a good way to put it. It's time for the next chapter. Next week, because it is Christmas, we're going to be doing something just a little bit different. We're going to introduce our next theme. So for the month of January, we are going to be reading billionaire romance novels. Because that obviously goes with the new year. Totally. I mean, obviously. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So tune in next week to find out what we think about billionaire romances as a genre in general. Yep. And we'll also give you the blurb for the next book that we'll be reading at the end of that episode. So thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Stitcher. Rate and review our podcast so we can be found by some more listeners. Read along with us, let us know what you think, and have a Merry Christmas. Catch you later.